going to talk about the three T's of Christmas today. And I've got a whole line of letters here. And I wonder if you can find any of the T's that I might be going to talk about in there. Maybe there's the word tree. No? Maybe there's the word tinsel. You can't find that either. Maybe there's the word turkey. No, that's not there either. But there are three words. The first word, like all of them, begins with T. Um, the second letter is Y. And verses 1 to 3 in our scripture reading tell us about this word. They tell us about a tyrant Roman emperor who was greedy beyond belief. He was the son of Julius Caesar and his name was Gaius Octavius and he should have become Octavius Caesar. But you know, he was greedy and he wanted to be the very best Caesar possible. And so with the approval of the Roman Senate, he changed his name to be Caesar Augustus. August means majesty within the idea of divinity. So basically he was saying, I am Caesar God. But Caesar's greed meant more and more tax because he wanted money. And he needed to check how many people should be paying tax. And that's why there was a census at that time. He didn't care what that meant for people. It didn't matter to him if the subjects of his empire were greatly inconvenienced by his decree. He just wanted to know just how rich he could possibly be. He wanted his money and he did whatever he wanted. And if people didn't like it, well, that's just too bad. And if they tried to rebel, well, then he had a vast army to deal with any kind of uprising stuff. He was a real tyrant. But Mary and Joseph submitted to this. After all, they didn't really have a choice. So let's have a look for the second word, the second T. Can you see it? The second letter is R and the third letter O. Yes, that's right, troubles. Mary and Joseph's troubles. And there were many of them within this ridiculous journey. 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, a couple of hours in a car perhaps, but by foot and nine months pregnant to boot. A sign on his carpenter's workshop door, gone to be taxed, back soon, hopefully, question exclamation mark. Who knows, maybe that is what Joseph did. But he did have this awful journey to make. And with a, with a, a young girl, nine months pregnant, well, let's to be hoped that he did use some kind of a cart we know that many of our nativity scenes will have a donkey. I didn't read about a donkey in our, in our Bible scripture today, but I guess there would have been some method of getting her there. But then when they finally get there, there's nowhere to stay, not a single room to be had, never mind a double or even a family room. No late.booking.com for him. Eventually, he finally gets use of a stack of hay out in a barn, possibly a cave, which he has to share with a few cows and a horse or two, probably some rats as well. Yet another trouble. It's hard to say, the Bible doesn't, but Mary probably cried. Remember, she's no more than 17 years old, maybe as young as 14. Probably not the way she wants to have her first child, and certainly not the way she thought such a miraculous baby would be born. What did the angels say? This baby will be called the Son of God. Really? How? I guess Joseph might have cried too when he came back. I don't imagine this is what he wanted for his young wife and for the birth of his first child. 
but he felt completely useless and helpless and unable to do anything about it. They're terrible emotions for a man to deal with. There were real troubles for them both. And then when the baby finally comes, where to put him? An animal feed trough was the best stroke worst option. No, the only option, probably. But I wonder if they couldn't help but think as they gazed down upon him that somehow everything was going to be all right. And if, in fact, although they didn't know it, the swaddling clothes they had wrapped him in were symbols of just such a thing. Swaddling clothes are strips of linen which are wrapped tightly around newborn babies. But of course, 33 years later, Jesus would be wrapped again in strips of linen and placed in a cave once more. In both instances, things changed drastically. In both instances, at his birth and three days after his death, just when the night was darkest, just when those who loved Jesus, his parents at his birth and his disciples at his death, began to wonder if God had forgotten him, just then, angels come to announce the change. <clears throat> so the uncaring tyrant brought many troubles. The country folk endured them without complaining or becoming bitter. And as a result, God acts on their behalf and everything changes. Tyrants bring troubles. But he certainly didn't expect our 30. Can you see it? Indeed, trumpets. So how many Christmas cards with angels on have you received this year? And how many have got some kind of a trumpet? Angels are heralds of information, usually good news, and certainly in this case. What does he say? I bring you good news that will bring great joy. You can almost hear the deafening sounds of the trumpets as the other angels join their offering of praise to God from verses 8 to 20 of our reading today. Imagine how Caesar would have felt if he'd known that his actions had led to God's long-held amazing plan becoming reality. The angels leave the shepherds and intrigue beyond intrigue. We might say that their nosiness gets the better of them. Let's go and see what this might be. Well, haven't you heard a great commotion in the street at some time and wondered what was going on? Trumpets get attention. That's what they are for, after all. The smelly shepherds find the baby in its bijou crib. I guess there's an odd bit of straw poking out a bit, but it was just as the angels had said. How amazing. So the uncaring tyrant brought many troubles, but the trumpets went out in the end. Why? Because the shepherds couldn't help themselves but spread the news, tell what they had heard and seen. We could say they were the first Christian witnesses. When they saw Jesus Christ, they really could not keep silent about him. They told everyone they met. They were trumpets themselves, heralding the birth of God's Son. There are many tyrants in the world today, those who will walk all over others to just get what they want, even feel they deserve somehow, and they cause trouble for many others by their behaviour. I'm sure we can all name someone at least. There are many who have troubles at the moment of all sorts. Some are sick, some are sad, some lonely. You'll all have someone in mind right now. But I want to ask us all a question, me included. Can we, dare we, be a trumpet for God? You see, we too can be those who can tell what we have seen and heard. We can herald the coming of the King. We can point Jesus to people. The question is, how loud will we blow who will hear and how will they respond? 
to the uncaring tyrants today might be bringing many troubles for people. But if we can be the trumpets God needs us to be, then those troubles can be turned into more trumpets as people realise God's love for themselves and become trumpets, heralds on their own, as they share what they have seen and heard of God's love for them. So perhaps a challenge for 2020. Will you be a trumpet for God this year? So tyrant, trouble, trumpet, the three T's of Christmas. Tree, tinsel, turkey, another three. But which of them works for you best? Can you really be a trumpet for God this year? Amen. <laughs>